one. Welcome back to, he's so enthusiastic over there. Welcome back to MJ BizCon. 2022 version in November. Are we in November? We are. I am Dimitri Downing. We're here on the floor in the Aspire family treehouse here. With, tweet, tweet, with, tweet, You know what? You're, you're, you're getting Woodstock all excited over there. <laughs> I'm here with my co-host with Emosis. For me to unshackled, probably she'd make it me to shackled if she could, Luna. Hi, guys. Luna. And we are thrilled to be interviewing and, you know, uh, introducing to the world out there. Uh, an individual that we know from the Phoenix market who's associated with uh, one of the top brands, the kids love them, uh, in the United States cannabis industry, Alien, Alien Labs. Thank you. Return of the oh, Alien. Wait, are you, you got to get your mic a little closer. A little closer? Yeah, there you go. Okay. So, Bruno, how did you get involved in cannabis? And uh, what I want to do is go through your journey and see how you ended up with Alien Labs. Sure. Um, well, it's really interesting. So I graduated from the University of Florida with a degree in plant sciences, horticultural sciences specifically. Nice. You're a gator. Yeah, I am, for sure. And um, the intention uh, was always to get into the cannabis industry. However, at the time, it was like 20, uh, 2014. Plant um, sciences, 2014. Yeah, it wasn't legal in Florida yet. And there, it was on the ballot, but it did fail that year. So ultimately, um, I didn't have the opportunity to get straight into the industry. And I ended up uh, doing some uh, landscape management at the time. It was the only thing really similar to my industry that uh, was kind of around. Uh, about a year and a half into that, just about two years, I had a worksite injury where uh, I almost lost my finger. Oof. Yeah, the big piece of tractor equipment fell on my hand. No joke. Um, had to go to the hospital. Naturally, that resulted in a drug test um, and came up for a positive for marijuana. Jeez. So my employer at the time kind of gave me an ultimatum. Uh, I could choose to stop smoking weed and be tested on a monthly basis or whatever it was to make sure I had stopped. Non-option. Um, or, yeah, essentially, um, I could leave the job. And um, on the spot, I told them that I wasn't going to be working with them anymore. And um, at that point, I literally packed all my stuff, um, my family and everything. It was just my wife and my dog at the time. Wow. And moved out family. to California. It's a yeah. family. And then uh, no job, no... Um, I didn't know anyone out there and just kind of picked things up. It started from scratch out in California. Good for you. Uh, it took me about a year to get into the cannabis industry, um, trying extremely hard. And then I finally did, uh, although I had, did have to kind of come in from the bottom. Yeah, um, you the better. Only thing that, yeah, the only thing <laughs> if that you ain't from here, you better work. Uh, the only thing they were really willing to hire for was just like entry-level cultivation tech. Yeah, you right. took your time. Uh, 2015? Uh, yeah, that was 2016 at the time. Right. And it informs you so much today, all of those roles. They're so important as you're a leader in the space to understand deeply. It really did. Like, uh, yeah, after going, I mean, it was, it was a difficult um, thing to have to go through at the time. I of mean, course. I took a, a significant pay cut to be able to get into the industry. It's hazing. Um, it's boot camp. Hazing. Yeah, I was living in L.A., which was not cheap. Uh, at the time, actually, my wife was then pregnant with my twins. So having to go, you know, from a significant, you know, a decent salary to $14 an hour, as I think I was making in California, having to drive two hours, two, three hours back from work every single day, um, it was hard. But uh, it was the foot in the door that I needed. And within you two years. You two hours every day? Two hours, two, three hours back because of traffic. Yeah. And, uh, it's after, famous for a reason. You know, by the end of my three-year uh, term at that company, I was... Uh, uh, head of cultivation for one of their the largest facilities, and um, that was when Alien Labs scooped me up. 
They uh, offered me the position to basically start out their cultivation in Arizona. Um, and pretty cool job. An opportunity right? I couldn't uh, pass up by any means. And I was tired of living where I was living, to be honest. Uh, I was looking for ideally somewhere near the, by the beach because yeah. that's where I grew up. But uh, Arizona is warm enough, so I hang out by the pool a lot. So Awesome. Congrats. So tell us a little bit about Alien Labs because uh, obviously you're here representing them. Uh, which is fantastic. Connected. I'm a little confused about how the name works, mm -hmm. and about the the origins. What do you? Oh, she needs. A, they always just need my credit card. They always just want money. You know, that's kind of ways. But you know, it, it, it's developed like a cult following in the industry, and it's just so popular. What what is it that you know draws people? What is it that differentiates it that makes it so special? Uh, well, they, they both came out of the the legacy culture, right? The traditional market. They made that transition into the, the legal market, and they were able to maintain um, some, some integrity, some truth, uh, a strong connection with that culture as they transitioned into the, the industry. And I think that's been the, the big key to success. I mean, obviously focusing on uh, the genetics, which is where everything is as Absolutely. far as growing cannabis. Um, I think there's the, you know, one of the big mistakes that a lot of other companies tend to make is um, they focus on, you know, basically growing what's popular versus trying to find what's the next big thing. Thank you. And, um, you know, that's something that we're very heavily invested in. And it's, yes. You know, it, it's not an easy uh, investment. You know, it takes a lot of time and effort. And, um, it's the only way to go, though, is slow and low and with integrity. That's why Unlabs is where it's at. Uh, and I can't imagine how much, you know, weed Caleb and, um, you know, Ted, the, the founders, yeah. have to smoke to be able to, you know, pick out all the new stuff. and kind of more or less decide uh, how the market's no going to be going. has no problems putting down THC. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's an all-day dabber. <laughs> no, I imagine yeah, you've met Caleb or Ted somewhere along the way. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm an Emerald Cup. I've been going for, you know, a decade, and Alien Labs always has a line out, out and around all the way. I mean, the, the heady community and the respect around the pheno hunting and just re remaining relevant and listening to what's the, you know, we, in the medical model when you guys really started, it was just the grower, the patient, and the dispensary. There wasn't like a buyer watching Instagram that then told the grower what to buy. We, we, the patient would really just get whatever the grower believed was the best or it was biodynamic for that, you know, terroir or whatever was going on. And now it's kind of a backwards um, engineering that's been happening where it's just right. about hype. Exactly. The, everyone's uh, recognizes that hype's important, so then they invest so much in the marketing, packaging, and whatever that is. Right. Um, but if you don't have the product behind it, it just ultimately, you see a lot of examples where it just doesn't take the brand very far. Right, and there's flashes in the pan, right, where it's like there's no consistency. So at least with Alien Labs, like you're going to come out with new things, but also you know that that, that long-term goal is there instead of these people that are just popping up, spending a ton of money and marketing, and then they go to get a reorder and they didn't have a good relationship with the farmer or they're not selling, uh, supporting sell-through in the dispensaries like you guys do with your PADs and, oh my God, I just said PAD. That's like a five-year-old term now. Um, What's PAD? Demos, demos. We used to call them uh, patient appreciation days, but oh, patients nice. died. Right. When 64 passed, pa the word patient died. You're, you were literally, as a brand rep, not allowed to say it really? because it made the medical that was there was never re recreational wasn't a thing that's just a tax control and regulate lexicon right so flower um alien labs connected which uh, the, the, the the name which is it I don't so connected was the original brand that then <clears throat> joined with alien labs joined in with connected okay um i believe that was somewhere around 2019 um, where Alien Labs kind of came on board. Uh, that, that's a very interesting story. I think on First Smoke of the Day, there's uh, both a uh, podcast with Caleb and Ted, and they go through uh, the history of you know either brand and how they came together. 
Um, but yeah, it's a very it's awesome. interesting story that you know, reference this. to another podcast. Yeah. Yes, it's, a, it's excellent. If you guys don't follow First Smoke of the Day, definitely check it out. And, so uh, the whole story over there. Yeah, yeah, and you know, <clears throat> ultimately came together and created this um, force that is Alien Labs and Connected. Um, now, you guys are, is, is, is Alien Labs Connected doing uh, uh, obviously flower, but are you guys doing other products as well? So in Arizona, we're looking forward to uh, releasing new SKUs. Absolutely, we're in the process of. You know, looking at different options and seeing what, what the best route's going to be. But, yeah, we absolutely plan on bringing more to the Arizona market than just flour. And how many states is Alien Labs in at this point? At this point, we are in California, right? That's where we started. Arizona was our first state outside of California. Then now we're going to be launching in Florida here soon. Hey, turn up. Nice. Yeah, so are we're going to be launching in Florida, I think, uh, either at the end of this month or beginning of next when month. When we saw how it went with uh, Jungle Boys opening there, so all these California brands that are opening there are, are like, ridiculously popular and blowing up and selling out and having lines, like, outside of Nike stores for drops. Yeah, you know? that's a deprived market. Warren so Borbro here. I'll take it. How do you I'll pronounce your last name? Barbro. Well, but you have an accent. You have an East Coast accent. Barbro. You say Florida, too? They're opening up in Florida. Do you know that Alien Labs is out? All the snowbirds, all the baby boomers are going to love it, too. They're like, my yeah. kids post about that on their Instagram. I like that Ted guy. He's wholesome and nice. <laughs> so is, is Alien Labs, uh, are you, do people must ask you to white label for them? You know, like, so if I'm a, a branded flower in California and I'm thinking to myself, hmm, you know, I'm Johnny Rockets, you know, uh, flower coming to Arizona. You know, they're coming over to you guys saying these guys are growing the best stuff. We want to put it branded and put it on the shelves. What do you guys do when that happens? Like LPs kind of a thing? Like yeah. a license partner? Yeah, well, I mean, we got to focus on our brand. and, and You guys, don't, you guys don't white label for anybody? No, we grow everything that we sell and, yeah. you know, we keep it all tight within our company. Yeah, you guys are in high demand in Arizona. I'm very familiar with that. that that's actually good. I think that would... I'm not sure. I mean, it might diminish the brand if you guys did that, but and also. But this is why you want legacy people in this space because we've yeah. learned that before. That's the that's the thing when people just use right. these buzzword, buzzwords. It's not about identity politics of who was cool and who's not cool. It's you actually have lived experience and you you know what quality control is and you're a gatekeeper. You are naturally very defensive of the plant and the way it's going to be grown. So instead of just looking at performance and shaking hands, oh those guys look like they'll probably do a good job. No, I'm not letting any of this out of my sight. It's like founder syndrome is so important important to the NorCal OG legacy community because the second that we've let it go outside of ourselves, I mean, any, really any business, there's a reason why we're so protective, you know, of this baby that's, you don't want to just hand it over and watch it dropped on its head because it's the only IP we have. I mean, we're, we're not a federal designation, right? So we can't, right. we have no IP in, in, in the national sense. All you have is your reputation. All you have is your name. All you have is that handshake. And it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. It sucks right. to, to have that be, you know, what it is, but it keeps us safe in a lot of ways. It's very limiting from scale perspective and collaborations. If we were a normal other kind of a, not such a sensitive botanical, we might be able to do that. Let's say you're making distillate. Obviously, you could probably do that. The SOPs are clear. But the love, the, the energy, like Ted and them walking through and talking to the plants and having done so many grows, like, that's what a true master grower is. You, you can tell in your soul where the plan's at, that you can't learn that from YouTube University or some program. It, it takes experience, for sure. Can you, can you teach that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, teach experience, that's, that's difficult. Uh, but uh, how big is your the company now? I mean, how many hundreds of employees? I mean, Yeah, well, we're well over 100. 
yet. I, I couldn't give you the, the perfect number right now. Being that I, you know, I work on this little island, Arizona. Yeah. We just know mostly. Uh, but what they put you in, in charge of the cultivation in Arizona. Yes. Yeah. Well, in, in Arizona, we're about 40 employees or so, just under 50. I mean, that's incredible. That's that, I mean, that that is the reputation of the of, of the of the brand. You, I mean, you you hold a big responsibility there. Yeah. No pressure. Don't, Don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, well, how's it going over there in Arizona? Great. Yeah. Well, well, it shows the weed doesn't lie. That's the thing, is he doesn't have to say shit. He just, they just wait to get it in their, their little baller jars and try it out. Hey, and it's looking great in stores. So. Is, I think he's judging again this year for Emerald Cup. Is he? Oh, I think so. Cool. I think I saw him somewhere, yeah. yeah. I, we, we were just at the Lumpy's event, uh, Lumpy's Distro up in Sacramento, and he was there, and it was a, a California's finest cannabis competition. Nice. It was cool. a great event, yeah. Yeah. So we, we got we to gotta hustle up here because we got this really, really crazy schedule. But I'm glad we got to introduce you to the public out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, everybody knows Connected Alien Labs is the buzzword in Arizona, the best flower, the most expensive flower, too. Uh But that goes with the fact that it's the best. You get what you pay for. What can we say? Yeah, I know, but that's good, though. I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, So it was great that we got to introduce you, and we look forward to seeing you around Mita and stuff. And, uh, I mean, the success of the company. I mean, one day people in Spain will be, you know, demanding Alien Labs... It's already yeah. happening. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, Big I, time. I, I we have Spanibus in Berlin coming up. We hope right. to see you guys out and there. And you go into little clubs. Yeah, we, we've been out there. We go into little clubs, and they have, like, California weed. They don't even call it Alien Connected. It's California they weed. They just call it Cali. And in, yeah. and in Germany, Cali. they just kept calling anything top high yeah. grade or indoor. It yeah. was just Cali. It was synonymous. Sure. You yeah. we should do wild. is we should get a, well, you can't do this legally in Arizona, but we should get, like, a plane load of Alien Labs weed and just fly it over to Spain. Yep. Just get rich and retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can figure that out. We'll make it happen. Have fun. <laughs> wow, this is really an unshackled show now. <laughs> just, I, we didn't do it yet. If, no. If, if we did it's do it. It's very light intent. Yeah, there'd be like conspiracy to potentially commit international cannabis whatever. <laughs> Who cares? I, can I just add one little fun fact about now, that? Last point, time yes. I was in Spain, I actually did get arrested. and got a DUI for having cannabis on my tongue. Okay. Remember a few years ago they said that they had a, a tongue test? They tested my tongue, and it came back positive for, for cannabis. They impounded the vehicle. They detained me. It was a whole thing. Wow. I but it was just an infraction. All you had to do was go to the ATM and pay it off. I thought but it, it's interesting. Like they, When you leave, they have different – it's a really different world out there. So be careful, yeah. you guys, when you're traveling. Don't be Brittany. Brittany got – you know, it's still crazy out here. And yeah. we, can, we can talk about the other rest on Mita Shackled. Yes. <laughs> Thank Beautiful. you for joining us.